sing that chorus again. Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles, and every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father God, we love you. We thank you that we can come before the throne and lay everything at the feet of the cross. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. I'm calling on your name, it changes everything. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. All of my hope is in the name. Turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. Come on, lift that up to Jesus. I'm calling on your name that changes everything. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. All of God is doing something right now. He is up to something. He is up to something. God is doing something right now. He is healing someone. He is saving someone. God is doing something right now. He is healing someone. He is saving someone. God is doing something. Right now, he is moving. 
turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. Come on, Jesus, make us uncomfortable. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. Sing all of my hope. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. All of my hope, all of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. turning situations around, even if it doesn't look like what we want it to look like, Father God, you are turning it and you are working all things out for the good of those that love you. And God, we thank you and we love you for always working. And in Christ's name we pray, amen. Converge family. As Chad was singing, just talking about our hope being in the name of Jesus, I kept thinking about something that I used to hear when I grew up going to my grandfather's church on the northwest side of Chicago. And it was a song that just talked about my hope being in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest fame, frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. 
I am so grateful that we can trust in the name of Jesus because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And that is what this moment is all about. So I just wanna take a moment to welcome all of you guys to Converge Live, our in-person worship experience. I also want you guys to just take a quick second and say hello with me to Converge Nation, our online VFAM that joins us each week via rebroadcast. Thank you, Converge Nation, for hanging out with us and being so faithful. We appreciate you. I want to take a minute also to recognize any first-time guests or any special guests who are not guests but really family. We appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you, thank you. If this is your first time, we do want to honor that. We have a small token of appreciation for you. And we would just ask that you would stop by the Connection Center at the end of worship, and one of our servant leaders can give you a gift. It's just our way of saying thank you for being here today. Converge family, we do have a minor change to some of the announcements we've been making, and we just want to keep you in the loop of some things. So with that being said, our super summer water baptism is postponed. It is not canceled, postponed. So stay connected with us. And as soon as we have the date of when it will be rescheduled, we will make that aware and we'll share you, or we'll make that aware to you and share that with you. We also want you, if you want to stay in the loop, to connect with us, please, on all of our social media platforms. There you'll find all kinds of information about what's going on here at Converge. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at We Are Converge. Be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to share with your friends and family, but also be sure to take advantage of some of the amazing on-demand content that we have available for you. Amen? Amen. And then this is the part of the service where we all have the opportunity to partner together in building God's kingdom and in living out his vision and mission that he's given us here at Converge. If you would like to partner with us financially, we do have multiple ways that you can do that. First, here in person, there are some ushers in the aisle with envelopes if you need it. We just ask that you would fill those envelopes out in their entirety, and then you can place it in the receptacle on your way out at the end of the worship experience. You can also give online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverge.com forward slash give. You can also give via our mobile app. It's available on the iOS and the Android platforms. You can find it in your app store just by looking for Converge Church Plano. And then you can give by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount to 77977. We're going to have a quick word of prayer over all of your financial gifts. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every seed sown into Converge Church. We thank you that it enables us to continue building your kingdom both here locally and virtually and globally, God. We thank you for every seed sown. We bless every family that would love to give. We bless every family that has given. And we thank you and count it all done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then, guys, we have been sharing with you over the past few weeks about how we are continuing our journey from social media to social ministry. Well, the kickoff for fall small groups is just around the corner. It is days away. Beginning the week of September 13th, which is this coming week, we have some amazing things planned for you guys. Converge Her will be meeting on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m., 
Converge Men. Thank you for that one. Woo! We are more excited than that, I promise you guys. Converge Men will be meeting on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. There you go, yes. Converge Students will be meeting on Sundays at 1 p.m. And Converge Kids will be available on demand online. So in order to get all this information about what's going to happen, when, how you're going to join these virtual small groups, be sure to connect with us on Facebook. You've got to find and like the Converge page, and then you've got to join one or more of those small groups. Specific to Converge Kids, as I said, it's going to be on demand. So you've got to make sure that you connect with us and that you register with our partner Right Now Media. In order to do that, just send us an email at echurch at weareconverged.com and we will send you the registration link if you weren't able to do that this past spring semester. That being said, we want you guys to just have a sneak peek, a little preview of what we have planned for you. So check out these exciting trailers. Thank you guys for your attention. Enjoy the rest of the worship experience. The first time I heard these promises, I was shaken to my core because I'd never understood the big overarching narrative of the Bible. I'd never had somebody say, these are the moments that God entered history. You see, we see God's faithfulness, His steadfast love through His covenant to Abraham, that He was patient with them, that He did not remove His covenant even when Abraham failed because He knew what He was going to do. Believers are not just defined by their gathering and their church going and how many consecutive days they open up their Bible app. It is a standard of holiness that is not relative, it's not trending, it's not driven by culture. It has been set by a covenant-keeping God. And the new covenant of grace does not erase the standard of God's holiness. It is unthinkable that God, who is holy other, would ever build some kind of agreement with us. If that doesn't make you like and love and fall down before this God, I don't know what else would. He is a God who continues to give promises even when we fail. And His promises not only speak to our current problems, they speak to problems that have yet to occur. That's just how good God is. What is it for you? What longing do you have? What promise do you want to see fulfilled that you have yet to see? Would you trust Him with it? We do believe that He is who He says He is and He will do what He says He will do. He will fulfill His covenant. He will fulfill His promise. He will not disappoint. What we're going to study here is going to transform you. It's going to first transform your understanding of God, His grace, His power, His control, His, His plan. But it's also going to change you. These are the moments in this book that, that everything stops. And we hear the voice of God and we hear the promises of God. And He says, this is my plan and I'm going to unfold it through you and for you. I believe as a man, there are certain times when you have to put up a fight. There are times when it would be wrong not to fight. I believe that God created each man with the heart of a warrior. There is a time to put up a spiritual fight, a time to draw a line in the sand and say, you can't cross this line. The world has yet to see what God can do through one man, wholly surrendered unto him. You can be that man.
God has called you to be different. He's called you to have a different lifestyle and not simply be just like the culture who's trying to live for the human trinity, me, myself, and I, instead of the spiritual one. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. A large part of my identity was the fact that people knew me as Anaya, the real tall, strong girl that can play basketball. My identity is now not based around what I do, but who I serve. I mean, baseball was really what got me up in the morning for the longest time. I really had no idea what to do with my life. I just felt like all of a sudden my life lacked purpose. I know that God made me for more than just being a perpetrator. God made me to be a protector. My walk with Christ, it made me realize the friends that I had, they weren't going down the same path that I was going. I started using God's words in my foundation by starting with forgiving myself. Because if God can forgive everyone else, why can't I forgive myself? As a former NFL football player and a collegiate athlete, I always identified myself with football, but now I don't play it anymore. So what happens when you lose the thing you identify with? You realize that that should have never been your identity. When you understand that your identity is in Christ, now you understand that no matter what you do, you can truly be who you are because that's something that will never change even when life circumstances do change. We're not called to follow our heart. We're called to demand that our heart follows the truth. It's time to build on this right foundation, and it's time to do it right now, because there's no time to wait. Look out! HQ, this is Bible Girl. Data feed is coming in now. Any threat vectors? No threats so far. You will know fear. Bible Man, do you copy? Bible Man! Bible Man! Bible Man! A worthy adversary. Proverbs 15, verse 1. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I call upon your words for the strength to defeat this evil set before me today. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Heads up! I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Remember, boys and girls, Jesus loves you all. I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to be watching Bible Man. Come on, somebody. I'm going to sneak into Converge Kids every single week and check out Bible Man. We're super excited about that. Uh, before we dive into today's message, I just want to reiterate a couple of things that Andrea shared. In fact, on your way out, Dalvin and Shelly wave at everybody. Dalvin and Shelly are amazing. Usher Greeter team leads will pass these cards out. They're going to give you one uh, per family, and it's going to give you more information about how you can join uh, one of these virtual groups. And uh, so all the information is going to be on there. All these groups will be facilitated virtually via Zoom. Uh, we're circulating this information internally because we don't want to get Zoom bombed. 
uh, converge her. I think you can testify that a couple of times you <laughs> come on somebody. Yeah, and uh, so we're circulating this internally uh, just to make sure that only the people who want to be on and need to be on can participate. But all the information's on these cards. On your way out, you will receive one. We'd love to invite you to participate over the next six weeks. It's one of the ways that life-giving ministry happens right here at Converge Church. Beyond what we do in our in-person worship gatherings and online, Converge Live, Converge Online, authentic community matters to us. And it just doesn't matter to us. It's part of God's blueprint, right, for the church. Uh, the scripture testifies in the book of Acts that they worshiped in the temple, but also house to house. And so intimate fellowship, koinonia, matters. And if all we do is just gather once a week, we will miss out on the big picture of what God wants to do in us. Here it is, but also through us, right? Because the scripture says that the body of Christ is held together by what each joint supplies. That means you have something that I need, and the truth is I may have something that you need as well. And the way that happens is in the context of intimate fellowship, koinonia. I'm excited tonight because I have a very special guest who's going to be joining us. But before we do that, uh, let me just remind you that this is week two of our mini-series, uh, Rhythms. And we're learning to find rest uh, in the, the frantic pace of life. I shared with you guys last week that uh, uh, I got a wake-up call a few months ago because I started to realize or, or see this pattern uh, this trend in my own life personally, where every time I went to the doctor uh, and they checked my blood pressure, whether I was going for my annual physical or even going to the dentist for a cleaning, they would do my, my uh, uh, blood pressure check and it was always elevated. And prior to that, uh, prior to this year, the last 12 months, man, the doctors always commended my blood pressure. I realized quickly that there was something off in my physical body and uh, it was more than just... Uh, I think, I guess the best way I can attribute it, or the best thing I can attribute it to was just the frantic pace and the stressful pace of life that I had become accustomed to. I shared this with you guys last week, uh, that God gives us emotions not for us to carry burdens, but for us to care. Uh, sometimes we cross the line because we care so much that we start to carry burdens that we shouldn't carry ourselves. Here's the truth. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, and so God doesn't even intend for us to carry the burdens that we often carry. He doesn't want us to carry those cares. He doesn't want us to carry those anxieties. But here's what we do. Not only do we carry our own stuff, if we're not careful, because we care so much or sometimes care too much, we start to assume everybody else's burdens. And Jesus never intended for us to do that. So I had a dear friend who was in the service and said, Pastor Ray, help me understand that. Help me unpack that because doesn't Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2 say, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ? And I said, you know what? That's a great opportunity for me to kind of unpack what it means to care but not carry. So here it is. A dear friend of mine uh, who was a part of our church, who was a pastor, went, relocated back to his home state. 
And he called me out of the blue, and this is what he told me, Justin. He said, Pastor Ray, I, I, I needed to call you because I need to talk through this thing that I'm working through. I said, sure. And he said, man, this bothered me so much that I had to go back into my sermon notes from 2017. You know, that just so blessed my heart. Because as a pastor and as a leader, sometimes you wonder, is anybody getting it? And in 2021, this guy remembered that I said something in one of my messages that would help him in this moment right now. So he said, Pastor Ray, you did a sermon called Great Expectations, and you talked about this. And I walked him through this whole process. But here was his dilemma. Several months ago, somebody reached out to him, and they were in dire straits. They were in a financial emergency. Didn't really know the person that well, except that they both kind of were in the same circles, and this person was also a minister. And it was a financial need. And my friend said, you know what? I'm going to meet that need, but I'm not only going to meet that need, I'm going to, to double what he said he needed. And I'm not going to ask for it in return because he said, listen, if you do this for me, I'm going to pay you back. Say, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to double what he needs and I'm not even going to ask him for it. And he did it. Well, a few months later, this guy reached out to him again because he found himself in the same place and he said, man, can you help me out? and I'll pay you back. He helped him out again with the expectation that he would reimburse him. And he never did. A few months later, he reaches out to him again. But this time, my friend is on vacation with his wife. They're celebrating their anniversary out of town, so he doesn't respond. Because, naturally, right, he's on vacation with his wife. And we said it last week, lack of preparation on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on my part. So he's having this vacation with his family, and he doesn't respond. And this dude, man, keeps hitting him up, hitting him up, hitting him up, and he won't respond. And finally, this dude gives him, I mean, reads him the riot act. And then proceeds to block him on Facebook. And tells him he's not a good friend, and he goes on and on and on and on. When my friend helped him out the first time, that was him caring. Right? When he helped him out the second time, that was him caring. Now this guy's expectation is that this guy will carry the load for him. Now his irresponsibility is supposed to become my friend's responsibility. And you will become an enabler when helping them is hurting you. So this is what it means in the literal Greek, and I promise you we're going to get to the message. Because part of the burdens that we carry that induce stress in our lives, that start to show up in our body, is because we're not only carrying our burdens, we're carrying everybody else's burdens. And somehow, somewhere, we become Superman to the entire world. When Jesus said, cast all of your cares upon me. He didn't say put it on your brother. He didn't say put it on your sister. He didn't say put it on your mom or dad. Jesus says if you're carrying a burden, if you're anxious, bring it to me. So the emotion that you have exists for you to care, but not for you to carry that burden. Jesus said bring it to me. 
So this is the promise that we have from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. It says, the God of peace, the God of peace will sanctify you, right? And he will preserve you, spirit, soul, and body. What does that mean? When the scripture says that you and I are created in the image and likeness of God, it simply means this, that just as God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are also triune in your composition. Here it is. You are spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. All this body is good for is it allows you and me to exist in this earthly environment. There is a part of you and a part of me that lives on, and that is my spirit and my soul. And we have this promise from God's word that God will preserve all of who we are, not just physically but spiritually and in our soul. Last week, we talked about soul prosperity. And this is what we discovered, is that our lives will never rise above the health of our soul. In fact, our external life is a reflection of what is happening to us internally. And Shavonda did an awesome job, not only tag teaming last week, but today, man, I thought we we're about to have a Chicago house party. Come on, kid and play. I was about to bust out with the running man. So here it is. Here it is. Uh, let me just say this quickly, and then I will invite my friend. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited to have my dear friend with us tonight. I'll introduce him shortly. So here it is. Your spirit is the eternal part of you. Jesus said it this way. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Your spirit, man, is that part of you that is inclined to do the will of God. That's the part of you that is born again. There's a second part of who you are, and that is your soul. And your soul is the seat of three things. Three things exist in your soul. It is the seat of your will, it is the seat of your emotions, and it is the seat of your intellect. These three things are processed in your soul. And remember last week we said 3 John in verse 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. The prosperity of my life is directly correlated to the prosperity of my soul. So here it is. If these three things reside in my soul, what are these three things and how do they function? Number one, my emotions are my ability to feel. My ability to feel anger, to feel joy, to feel compassion, to feel empathy, to feel sympathy. That is a part of your soul. Uh, number two, your intellect. This is your ability to reason and process information, your intellect. Thirdly, it is your will, uh, which I like to talk about. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about my will or your will, or what the will is, except to say that one's will is their ability to say yes or no. That is what your will, the function of your will, is to say yes or no to an impulse, a thought, or a desire. It is my ability to take action, to exercise restraint or self-control. And how many of you realize that if you're your soul isn't healthy, what it means is somewhere in your processing intellectually, emotionally, or in your ability to exercise self-control, something is off. 
And how many of you realize if any one of those three things are off, then you have problems in your life? Are you all with me? And that's the part of my life and your life that God wants to invade. Not just my spirit, not just my soul, but also, thirdly, my body. My body is simply my earth suit, which allows me to function here on earth. After this body dies, listen to me, listen to me, two things happen. This body becomes dust, but my spirit and soul live on eternally. Let me make that crystal clear. Let me make that crystal clear that you and I get to live eternally. And while we're on earth, we determine the destination. Everybody in this room right here, right now, will live eternally, but not everyone is guaranteed the same destination based on the choices we make in this life. Are y'all with me so far? You're awful quiet in this Presbyterian church. At the same time, Pastor Wendy, let me ask you for some Carmex. I feel my lips are actually like Malik Yoba in New York Undercover. Come on, anybody remember New York Undercover? Yeah, Malik, man. He needed some Carmex in his life. Y'all laughing like y'all know, what I, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 Malik needed that Carmex. So here it is. You are not simply a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being mastering your human experience. Let me say that again. You and I are not just human beings first trying to have spiritual experiences, spiritual encounters with God. You and I are first and foremost spiritual in nature, and God has given us the ability to master our human experience. And the way that it happens is when our spirit, soul, and body come into alignment with God's plan and God's purpose for our lives. Because the scripture says in Romans that God created us to reign, to reign, R-E-I-G-N, in this life. God created you and he created me to have mastery and to have dominion in this life. And he says the place that it starts is having a healthy spirit, soul, and body. All right, so here it is. The Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama, and again, let me just clarify because we get comments <laughs> all the time uh, when people uh, assume that I'm somehow referencing the wrong people. So let me say crystal cl- clear, we don't subscribe to Buddhist beliefs, but it's an interesting observation from the Dalai Lama when he was asked what surprised him most about Humanity. And this is what the Dalai Lama said. He said, the thing that surprises me most about humanity is man. Because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and dies having never really lived. 
Dalai Lama was spot on with that one. Because this has become the tone and the tenor of the pace of our lives. And God wants us as a body of believers to pump the brakes long enough to find our rhythms so that we can find rest in God. Now, if what I said true, uh, earlier was true, that God wants us to master our human experience, an important part of that is that we must learn how to steward all three parts of who we are. If we're going to master our human experience, we must first become good stewards of all three parts of who we are. Last week, we talked about stewardship of our soul. Listen, this week, we're going to talk about the stewardship of our bodies. And that's why I've chosen uh, the title of today's message. Uh, it's simply this, my body, his temple. My body, his temple. In fact, I struggled with the word my body. In fact, I wanted to say this body, his temple. Because this is what the scripture says. This is what the scripture says uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. It says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? I wrestle with that word, my body. Because right now in Texas and around the world, there's a big debate going on. It's my body. I can do what I want to with it. Now, if you're not a believer, but if you are, you recognize that you are no longer your own. What you call your body has become his temple. It has become his tabernacle, and that is, it has become the place where he has made his home. You are not your own. Notice what it says next in verse 20. It says you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Bring him honor in your body and your spirit. So we're going to talk about what it looks like to be good stewards of our physical bodies. Because if it's true that I am no longer my own, that this body has now become the dwelling place, the tabernacle, the abode of God, and I'm supposed to bring him glory in my body so that I can master my human experience, I think there are a couple of lessons to learn. So here it is. Uh, I'm not an expert in the subject, but I've invited a dear friend. He is no stranger. Listen, he is no stranger to Converge Church. In fact, before we were Converge Church, we were City Church, and he and his family are charter members of City Church. In fact, he was our first video announcer, and uh, everybody absolutely loves Dr. Trevin. He is also my chiropractor. Uh, you should have a mic right there as you come, Dr. Trevin. Everybody show your love for Dr. Trevin. <laughs> Fougier. What? Dr. Are Trevin you? Fougier. Your wife told me to come now. <laughs> like, All right, no, that's there. fine. Here, I have something for you. Oh, thank you. Come yeah. on, somebody. Oh, Mongo Kiss. Yeah. Is this for my wife? Come on, somebody. Jenny was going to give baby. you Vaseline. <laughs> Amen. Listen, Trevin, we're so glad that you're here. It's great to see you. Uh, before we go any further, man, I, I definitely would love for you to introduce your family. They're here. Okay. Uh, and uh, tell us who's here with you. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, my wife, Jenny, I, she's just going to wave. <laughs> Our youngest just turned 12 year old daughter, Everly. Throw, yeah. What? 
<laughs> my 15-year-old, six-foot-two-inch son, TJ. Come on, TJ. <laughs> my graduating senior, this is her senior year, Summer. Yes. <laughs> and her significant other, Jack. All That'd right. That'd be a boyfriend. <laughs> Awesome, the Fugiers are all yeah. here. And interesting, interesting note, uh, Jenny is also Dr. Fugier. She is. And uh, so we're honored that you guys are here. We have a subject matter expert who's gonna tell us a little bit about the importance of being good stewards of our physical, our physical bodies. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons I invited Trevin is not only is our, he our family chiropractor, and we've seen him now for over 10 years, uh, incredible care, this cat, is on top of everything. So check this out. Probably about two years. Not my closet. <laughs> Lord, about two years before Pastor Wendy was diagnosed with uh, gluten intolerance, uh, she was having all these symptoms. She went in for an adjustment, and Trevin said, uh, when she when she shared some of the symptoms she was having, Trevin said, "Listen, why don't you go gluten free for about a month?" He knew immediately what the source of the problem was two years before she was diagnosed. Uh, uh, because he stays on top of everything that affects the body, uh, the soul, the spirit. Uh, devoted Christ follower, appreciated about it. But he is a fitness, listen to me, fitness, <laughs> fitness freak. If you've ever seen a guy running around Frisco in some Orange Daisy Dukes. No, they won't let me wear those anymore. Oh, they don't let you wear those anymore? Yeah, no. So they're, some... <laughs> they're a little longer. They're like okay. seven-inch shorts now. They're seven-inch? Yeah. Listen, no. I used to work out. And this is year, this, So this is my claim to fame. This is my claim to fame. Years ago. Yeah. We used to do P90X together. Yeah, we did. We rocked P90X. We rocked it. Yeah. Back when I was lean and trim, and I don't get down like that anymore. But listen, Trevin. You just completed the Badwater 135. Correct. It's considered the toughest foot race in the world. And let me tell you what 135 is. 135 miles mm -hmm. nonstop. <laughs> Listen to me. People do marathons, you know, 26.3. 135 miles Non, listen, non-stop. Listen, not only that, tell me about the elevation and tell us where you're running. It was through Death Valley. Through Death Valley. And I think this, uh, the race started, I want to say in like 81. So at the time, you know, the whole toughest foot race in the world mm. wasn't taken. Mm. So I'm sure there are some other tough ones. Uh, but yeah, so it starts at uh, 286 foot below sea level, and it ends at 8,700 feet. So through Death Valley, through a couple mountain ranges, 43 hours and 56 minutes later, you finish in the mountains. It was, it was an ordeal. All right. Lots learned. Temperature? Uh, 120 degrees. Started 120 at... degrees. Yeah, I guess I left For 48 out. hours. 8,000 feet inclined. Listen, uh, how many, how many Ironman have you done? Five. Five. How many double Ironman? Just one. Just one. Just one. Anything else we need to know about? Uh, gosh, is there more? Oh, uh, I guess 1,000 milers. 
Um, so it's just one of those things. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. 1,000-mile runs. Okay. Sounds a lot. He is a subject matter expert. He is right. a freak of nature. And right. part of the reason you do That's that. True. They'll all agree. Yeah. Part of the reason you can do that, Trevin, is because you have been a good steward of your physical body. Now, let me, let me tell you why this is important. This is important because um, if we're going to fulfill the call of God in our lives, he needs us healthy. He needs us strong. Are you with me? Uh, and, and many have fallen short of God's plan for their lives because they ignored this important part of stewardship, the stewardship of our physical bodies. So let's talk about that some. Yeah. Uh, because in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8, in the New Living Translation, it says, physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. What that verse is not saying is ignore physical training and focus only on training uh, uh, godliness, right? It's saying physical training is good. But it's saying that the benefits are only for this life, but still it yields good benefits. The NIV says it this way, physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So what do we need to do uh, to take advantage of this value and the good that we can get from physical training? Or where should we start when it comes to being good stewards? If we're going to do this thing for the long haul and, and, and take care of our physical bodies, the temple of God. Well, I think anybody that starts, uh, no one starts saying, I want to run through the desert for 135 <laughs> miles. Right. Uh, I don't know that anybody really starts saying that they want to run a marathon. Mm. So it starts with something like, like getting up, getting out. Like there are a ton of things like couch to 5K. Mm. It really starts doing small things. Right. And then it builds in more, right? right? It starts with reading your Bible for a few cent a few verses, right. a chapter, and mm -hmm. then you get into it and you mm -hmm. go after it. You never like how many of you have read the Bible front to back in a year every year? Um, right. right. You're not raising your hand. Yeah, I, I yeah, I read my Bible differently. <laughs> Amen. You're right. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, but we all have said to ourselves, it's like, mm. you know what? I want to run, I want to read the Bible and I want to read it in here. Right. And three months later, we get to numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we just finished numbers. Right. Like, right. <laughs> no. That's so So, so tell me about this, right? Yeah. So you start with the little things. The, mm -hmm. you, you start small. And I think my first Ironman was uh, Everly's birthday. Oh, wow. Like, so, and that was 12 years ago. And I was going to do uh, a rape in August. Mm -hmm. And Jenny said, if our baby comes before <laughs> or when you're gone, I don't know if I can forgive you. Oh boy. Yeah. So she laid she laid down the rule, right. right? And so I did it after she was born. And Jenny still let me. But at that point, I had run multiple marathons for I don't know, a, a decade before that, like started right. with the Dallas Marathon, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. 
I ran track in high school, but then didn't run again for, I don't know, 12 years. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I think I just wanna, I wanna do this thing. And you find your jam, right? We all right. do, whether it's Tybo or P90X or mm. something. It's, it's finding what you like, what takes you away from the busyness. Mm. And it seems kind of like a beating, right? It's like, you're gonna talk to runners, like, if I didn't, okay, so the, the process isn't as great as anyone makes it seem, but uh, it does, for whatever reason, put you in a place where it recharges you. Right. Anything you find to do should recharge you good. so you can continue to, to live a happy, good life with family mm. in your office, mm. with the Lord. Mm. Just find peace in it. No, that's fantastic. So, so let's talk about this, right? Because we're going to be good stewards of our physical bodies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've heard people say it this way, right? You can't out-train a bad diet. Uh, so you can be really active in the gym all the time, but if your diet and your nutrition is poor, then it's, it's really self-sabotage, right? It becomes counterproductive. So let's talk about those two things, right? Yeah. Because if I'm going to care for this temple, if I'm going to be here for a long time for my wife, for my children, my grandchildren, and to fulfill God's plan for my life, I've got to take care of this body. So let's talk about the importance, first of all, of nutrition, uh, diet, sure. healthy lifestyles, yeah. exercise. Let's talk about those two things. I think... Uh, I'll a lot of people start running marathons because they can eat everything. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. like, I just ran 12 miles today. Right, right. I get to tackle four pizzas. <laughs> right. uh, it works for a little bit, mm. but it is, it's not something you can sustain, right? It, right. If it's a one and done, mm. uh, you can eat however you want to. But if it's something that you really want to make a part of your life and can mm. you continue to do it, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's food is recovery. What garbage in and mm. garbage out. Got it. Got it. That's it. So, so, so um, would would uh, I've got a ton of things swirling around in my head, right? Okay. But a, a good place to start. So, so um, what are some essentials, right? That we want to make sure if we're going to have healthy bodies, right? For sure. Uh, that we want to make a part of our diet to have consistency around tell us a little bit about that yeah so or some best practices well sleep sleep right? so sleep's a big deal um i know my wife will uh, attest to this like 8 30 rolls around i'm done i'm in bed mm. maybe nine o'clock because i'm waiting for everly before we pray but outside of that mm. it's like it's bedtime i like mm. i like to sleep i want to sleep i get up early in the morning mm. So I guess that would be kind of a routine. Right. You have to find a routine. You're never going to find time to do anything unless you, well, one, make it, but mm. find a routine that will, that will fit. Gotcha. Right? Got it. And, and so, no, very good. So, so sleep. Yeah, so uh, giant recovery. Are you, are you right? an eight, yeah, sleep is recovery. Are you an eight-hour guy? You know, uh, I think. I can roll with like seven hours, seven mm. and a half hours. Mm. I feel pretty okay. Right. Uh, rarely will I sleep longer than eight hours. Usually it's when we're on vacation with the blackout screens, mm. like the hotel room. Those are dangerous. <laughs> You're not getting anything done at right. seven o'clock in the morning if you sleep in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Blackout so listen to this. Uh, you get about seven and a half hours. How, how many so. in the room, just by show of hand, how many of you get, I mean, sleep like... Get good 
quality sleep. Okay, quite a few. Kids only. Yeah, kids only. Uh, I, 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 I don't get good sleep, and I, you know, I, I uh, maybe go, you know, six hours a night, and I can go maybe about three weeks before it, it starts to show up in my, my body where I feel tired or even mentally whacked. I mean, I'm just, my processor is slowing down, right? So I think that's one area where I can do much better is sleep. Tell us a little bit. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and it really comes down to a routine at night. Like, how many of you guys are late owls, right? Like, I'm a late owl. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I can promise the same people are not sleeping if they work. Mm. Right. If you have a 10 o'clock job, yes. But outside of that, right, it's like if you if you need to be somewhere at nine o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning, you are not getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. unless unless you take naps and that kind of thing. It's like but how does that play? Like there's research says naps will not destroy your nighttime sleep. My wife is she can attest to that. She's a napper. She's a napper. Awesome. Awesome. she used to be a bigger napper, but now I keep her way more busy. <laughs> so sleep is important because yeah. you get the rest, and with the rest, there's repair. There is. Tell there us a little bit be. about tell us a little bit about water. Half your body weight in ounces, right? Half so your body weight in ounces. Let's say you weigh 190 pounds. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's 95 <laughs> ounces of water, hypothetically, right? right. So just every half day. that every day, absolutely. Um, What happens if my body isn't getting enough water? Well, then you're not going to sleep very well. You're not going to repair, right? Right? Like every tissue in your body needs water. Mm. Um, It's 80% of our body. So if we're not drinking the water, our body can't do what it needs to. Mm. Uh, And a lot of the times in the office, what I'll say is like, so what's the difference between beef jerky and pot roast? Pot roast is in a slow cooker with the lid on, percolating and all that juice, and beef jerky is just dehydrated. Mm. And that's what your muscles turn into when you don't have enough water in your system. So you got tight muscles and they're sore. This isn't a, this isn't chiropractic preach. This is just straight up drink more water and you don't have to see a chiropractor. Mm. Very good. Um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah. uh, um, uh, Eating for your blood type. I know that's something that you did a while back. I don't know if you still do that. And is that something you read? How many of you have heard of eating for your blood type and, and have read the book? We can talk a little bit about, yeah, about sure. benefits of, so, of eating for your blood I mean, there are a lot of things that come out, right? And whether it's like the whole 30 or eat for your blood type or eat for your, like keep keto's giant right now. So in order to make sense of all of it, right, you have to dive in a little bit on, like, go into further research, really, to see what really does. And I am always, I'm always doing the same thing, right? It's like, my mornings are the same, the workout in the morning, the run in the afternoon, the evenings, the long runs. So I am, very seldom do I deviate from plans. So I can't, it's not a plan. I don't deviate from what I do because I enjoy it and my wife lets me and it works. (laughs) So I can try a whole bunch of things and give it like a couple months, three months and honestly say, this worked for me, this doesn't work for me, this has worked for others, try it. So the blood type was a big 
deal. I think that there are some really solid things Was it just a fad or was it more than a fad? I mean, do you know? I don't know. It's kind of in the middle. What it really came down to was different ethnicities tend mm. to have different blood types. So if I tend to do better with dairy, you may not do better with dairy. Right. It just happens that my blood type is B and you're an O. I don't know what you are. Do you uh, know what you are? I think I'm A, a positive. You're an A positive, so yeah. you're a veggie, veggie guy. I don't. I've Which never, I'm not, I think your wife would say no, because you eat meat all the time. I do eat meat all the time, and I need to roll off of that. But then, if I were eating for my blood type, I would be a vegetable guy. I mean, yeah, but you can't really. You just. It's awesome, mm -hmm. and this is what I. Well, this is what I'm letting you know. It's like whatever you do, like stay the course for a couple months. Don't deviate. If you're gonna, if you're gonna try the gluten-free thing, do the gluten-free thing gluten-free, like for real, not like, well, I had some pretzels. Right, uh, right, well, right, I mean, right, right, right. I did go to breakfast and I mm. wanted that French toast. It's mm. like, give it a couple months. It's right. like, it really only takes your body 30 days to let you know if you're doing the right thing. But the thing is, we're always doing something all over the, we're always doing something different. And then someone says, hey, you should try this and you should try this. And you're mm. like, what? Yeah. It's like, you just end up in a, in a really tight spot of always either not getting enough sleep, feeling junky, having a wrecked gut. And it's right. like, I don't know, I've tried it all. It's like, but we haven't. We really have to give. And that's, that's the biggest thing, right? right? It's like, stay the course with whatever. It's like, I haven't seen anybody that didn't respond well to the Whole30. If you don't know what the Whole30 is, it's like, get rid of sugar, Get rid of caffeine, get rid of dairy, get rid of gluten, try that. And we're like, well, what else is there? Right, right. What it's like, stop there? eating. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Juice. Right. No, okay, it's so like perimeter. Perimeter of the mm -hmm. supermarket. It's right. It's like veggies. You can still eat meat. Uh, try to not do dairy for a little bit. It's like there's a, there's a whole bunch of things, but. No, so, so, no, you hit on a very important point there because. Yeah. Uh, work the perimeter of the supermarket. We have a guy here who is uh, a general manager. He knows the business. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, there's a science to this when you walk into a, a supermarket. Tell us about the perimeter of the supermarket. Well, Why should we stay in that zone? Well, it's hot outside and it's cold <laughs> there. It's all air conditioned. Right, right, right. Unless, <laughs> uh, let's see, Market Street on the perimeter, there's an entire, like, refrigerated section of boxed mm. gluten-free all that kind of stuff mm. like things processed foods it's just like it's like keep it natural it's like mm. when's the last time you said you know what i'm not going to do these processed foods for a month mm. and i'm just going to eat vegetables mm -hmm. three vegetables to one fruit because we can get carried away on fruit because it is delicious right i right. mean for crying out loud you have mango lip balm <laughs> And to throw that in. Yeah, very good. And I'm good, thinking very good, maybe very your good. blood pressure was high because all of the blood was forcing that beard out. <laughs> no, just saying, so, I had to add that in there. It's like, it wasn't a really good so, segue. I just no, had no, to no, do no. it. So, no, no, very good point. And uh, you know, I'm okay talking about it because here's the thing about my blood pressure. The root of it is actually high cholesterol that I haven't done a good process, a good job managing, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just just traditional being from Liberia, right? The food, a lot of the food that we eat is high in bad fats, right? And so 
Um, uh, so that's part of it, right? So I have to manage that. And because I haven't yeah. been managing that well, it's starting to show up in some of the strain that it's putting on my body, right, to pump blood, right? So I went to my doctor, and the doctor was like, hey, man, you need to start an aspirin regimen, right? And, uh, and so I started my aspirin regimen. Do you have a little I, baby orange bear chewable? No. They're delicious. Yeah, it's another one, but it's, okay. it's, low, it's low dosage, right? So, okay, yeah. Um, so I started that, but I can already feel, feel, I already feel better. Now, now, God forbid, if something were to happen to your pastor, right, then people say, oh, I can't believe what God did to him. Why God didn't do this, blah, 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 blah. When the whole time, I'm going to a doctor, a doctor says, lower your cholesterol, right? Yeah. Manage your blood pressure, right, and exercise. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it's our responsibility to be good stewards of our bodies. And I said it last week that we ought to listen to our bodies because our bodies will tell us when something is out of order. Here's, and I see you're going to say something, but before you say it that... It was about I, a doctor. It was about a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to forget because I, wanna, I want you to touch on three things quickly, or, or, but you can speak to that, uh, whatever you're about to say, but I don't want to forget it. I, wanna, I want you to talk about inflammation. Yes. Uh, because there's a lot of talk, and from what I understand, a lot of research around the root cause of a lot of diseases, life-threatening diseases, being inflammation. That's the first thing. Second thing is diseases uh, that have their origin in stress. Right? I was, uh, we were uh, speaking to a family, and, uh, and the lady said, this isn't hereditary. Everything the doctors told me is like, this is, this is stress-induced. Right, yeah. and, and so, so these are things that show up in our bodies because we're not managing maybe our emotions mm-hmm. uh, and it's showing up in our, it, it physically, it's manifesting physically. So uh, uh, can you speak to those two things? Uh, inflammation, Wh- what's the root cause of inflammation and how damaging is stress to our physical bodies? By the time we're 25, mm-hmm. more cells in our body are dying than are replicating. Okay, 25. Right? Yeah, so okay. that, I mean, that's, hey, how's that for a cheerleader? <laughs> You're like, so what's that mean? It's now it's just how to slow that process down, right? Because mm. it happens. It's called aging. Mm. And, uh, and so, I mean, there, there are medications for it, but I think uh, Jesus is a pretty good start, right? Absolutely. I mean, we just, I think, and we, we've all been there right um and or we're all there or we're passing through it's like as we get older i was telling i don't know everly was it you that i was telling it's like <laughs> as or tj as we're getting as as i get older it's like i'm i want more things off of my plate not to put on my plate right right, right. and i think the sooner you can realize that we have way too many things stacked up on our table that need to come off, mm-hmm. you don't really get to see how beautiful the table is, mm. right? Mm. Come, on, some on, yeah. come on, somebody. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the inflammation we're experiencing is coming from what we're eating. It's, it's us, it's okay. us, right? Okay. It's like inflammation comes outside, like we go outside, I go outside too long mm-hmm. and I look handsomely tan, mm. uh, but it's too much, right? Mm. Inflammation, so it's up to my body to either get rid of that sun damage or fester it in nice little sunspots, mm. right? So inflammation, gosh, it's- What is it's it? So, what is inflammation? It's so it, it's, uh, Jenny, what is inflammation? 
Okay. Okay. Can we give her the other mic here? Yeah, you want my Yeah. So it's 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 the body's response to something that's happening in its, in the body to fight off that's not meant to be in the body. Okay. Okay. So we're inflamed when we're around people we shouldn't be. <laughs> we're inflamed when we're in rush hour traffic. Yeah. And that manifests into, I mean, we can say disease, uh, and I mean, people can, we can say a whole bunch of things, but when your body is not able to clear out some things, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna just, it's gonna fester, right? Okay. Arthritis is inflammation of the joint. How does it get there? Uh, everybody would say, it's like, man, your knees are gonna be jacked. You're mm-hmm. running way too much. But if you're doing it so that you don't build up more inflammation that your body can get rid of, are you? Because I know a lot of people that hurt when they just get up out of the chair no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, um, doesn't doesn't mean that something's wrong. It's just like so. There's inflammation. What's the best way to basically? What's the best way to treat it, or what's the best way to get rid of it? Right. Diet is giant. Okay. Water is gargantuan. But what, what foods do I want to avoid? If uh, well, you want short list. Short list of yeah. foods to avoid. Anything that you can't get out of the ground, or shoot. Gotcha. So veggies, <laughs> fruit and veggies, they're delicious, right? They're good so for inflammation. It's like, uh, yeah, kind of eating the rainbow, right? It's like, okay. so uh, if you always have sweet potato and you always have an apple, that's a good start, but you have to mix it up a little bit. Right. So variety, right? It's like, hmm, is it good for you to only be around the same people all the time? Got you. No way, right? It's like, we're, we're, made to be around others and to bring a blessing to them or get one from them, right? right. It's like, right. so, and it's kind of the same way. It's like, so anything processed, anything that you know your body is having to work to digest, mm. that's a kind of a problem, right? So anything you get out of box, maybe not the greatest. Right. Red meat in, in terms I of mean, the, the, what it takes to digest red meat? Well, so I would say red meat is not a bad thing, okay. but if you eat it every day, you might want to get a different meat. <laughs> you might add <laughs> right. some variety, right? Right. right? John Wayne, like, what, 25 pounds, pounds of undigested meat was in his gut. Right, right. But he made a lot of money in those Westerns. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Tell us about stress and how stress can show up in our bodies physically and, and maybe oh. turn Anger, to disease. frustration. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it turns us into turds. No one wants to be around a turd, so <laughs> that makes you sad because no one wants to be around you. And, right. and it's like, here you are. Yeah. Throwing yourself a little pity party. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that food is going to make you feel better, and if you feel better, you're just going to be better, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna move better, you're gonna recover better, you're gonna do th- like it does make a big difference, right? It's like there's a reason why when our kids are like four and they get a hold of a soda, we want them to go to the neighbors. Mm. Right? It's like, you need to go play with something. You need right. to run that off. Right, right. But we do it every day. It's like, mm. how good do you feel after a meal you know you probably shouldn't have eaten? It's like, 
other than maybe like kicking yourself and you're like, man, I shouldn't have eaten so much or I shouldn't have eaten that. But yeah. it's like feeling bad makes a big difference. And I think mm -hmm. our students can tell a big difference, right? right? When they're with what they're reading and how they are able to concentrate, all that kind of stuff. But this isn't really about a food thing or even exercise more. It's just starting a routine and making some simple changes. Like uh, find a way to put three vegetables in your body and one fruit. Yeah. Like what's the, when's the last time you actually made it a point mm. to have a vegetable with every meal? Mm. Mm. And French fries don't count. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about exercise. Yeah. Right? Uh, Some would say I'm addicted. Right, right, right. But for ordinary Celebrate people. Recovery. So let's say ordinary people like Pastor Ray. Yeah. Where do we start? I'm not, not going to do a double marathon, a double Ironman, mm -hmm. the 135-mile uh, uh, race, right? But, but what are some best practices? What are some routines we can incorporate yeah. in everyday life? Do I, it's cardio, is it cardio, is it weights or combination of both? I, I want everybody here today to walk away with something, right? Uh, yeah. Just something practical they can consider, That's great, because right? I'm gonna talk about walking. Okay, very good, So, very good. Uh, how much, like, if you're gonna have a 15 minute phone conversation with someone, walk around your house and do it, mm. right? And we kind of do that. Right, right. I mean, unless you're FaceTiming, then it's really hard because you keep running into stuff. <laughs> but right. uh, if, if we're working from home or you're on a conference call or whatever, get up, go outside, walk around the block. And this, yeah, I know it's 100 degrees, but this morning it was like 68. Um, so find a way to move regularly. You don't mm. have to move a lot. You don't have to run like a mile. You don't have to run a half a mile. It's mm. just like you gotta you gotta walk. I mean, the research yeah. says like a couple times a day mm. at a fifteen just fifteen minutes of constant motion right. puts years on your soul. Like, like yeah. And that's something I think we all can do. Yeah, right? we absolutely can. Uh, you have to like it's tough to start an exercise routine mm -hmm. because it's like well I want to meet so and so and they can't do it today and so we just it's like we call those excuses yeah. and I'm horrible it's like I'm never early for anything <laughs> am I Jenny no yeah. but I am early for one thing mm -hmm. and that's the gym I'm always on time when I go to the gym right, and it's right. it's it's got to upset my wife because I'm never on time anytime else. <laughs> and it's like, so what's that mean? It's like, well, then working out is more important. It's like, no, it's the first thing of the day. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. hard to be late for the first thing you do in the day. Mm. You know, Pastor Wendy and I, uh, and we, we kind of got off this, but for probably about a year, we were walking together uh, every morning. And, uh, and, and, and part of the reason was we needed the physical exercise, but we also realized this was quality time we were spending together. Not only was it quality time we were spending together and talking and communicating on these walks, they also became prayer walks. So you're killing three birds with one stone. You're spending quality time with your spouse. You're exercising your physical body and you're praying uh, and being intentional about praying for each other, praying for our family and praying for the church. And it is one of those exercises that is not extremely strenuous to the body. Right, it's something that everyone can do uh, to walk at a. But we did more of a, a brisk type pace, but uh, and and it, it was helpful. Be honest, she was running and you were trying to catch her. <laughs> Baby, wait! Come Stop. on, somebody! Stop! Stop! <laughs> Amen. Now, Amen. Uh, so, I think our, we can go on. You can ask Doctor Google. 
or you can go on your Apple Watch. How many Android people do we have in here? Yeah! Come on. Okay, well, that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> That's However, how I roll. Okay, so I don't know. I don't <laughs> it was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Apple, Apple has like a, little, like a workout app, right? right it's right, like, right. It's, not, it's not a big deal. We're not trying to, we are just trying to break through the barriers that mm -hmm. are super low because we're not doing it. So right, it's like, right. we start with baby steps. It mm. really is a big deal. But if I had to, 80% of how you feel is what you eat. Mm. And that's, that's the rough part, right? Like, right. so all those people that look really good, either they're working out way harder than they should mm. so they can get away eating a little bit worse than they should. Right. Uh, or a select few are actually like, actually doing on both sides but if for right. real is it's that 20 percent that you put in the gym it the 80 percent of what you put in your mouth is way more important okay so nutrition and first and nutrition then exercise first. okay yes and, absolutely uh, uh fruits and vegetables lots of water yeah lots of sleep okay and then 15 minutes about fi at least 15 minutes of constant motion every day yes okay so, so those are some best practices and it doesn't have to be crazy like I have to do like run in place and get this heart rate up right. or anything like that. It's just like motion because once you start mm -hmm. walking and doing, you're going to walk a little bit faster. You walk right. a little bit faster, your heart beats a little bit faster and you're going to feel a little bit better. Mm. And this like, Hey, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you might even sweat, <laughs> but we're not looking for the sweat, just gentle warming. <laughs> gentle warming. Fantastic. Listen, I'm looking at the clock and it, it we're, 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 we're out, out of time. We are. Uh, of we'll time. have to have you come back and, and we'll dig in. I, I actually wanted to take some questions, but uh, we're out of time. But this is what I, where I want to close. Don't you appreciate Dr. Fujir? Yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, Fusion Chiros Practic Spa. Fusion Chiropractic Spa. Uh, incredible. We've been going to Trevin and, and Jenny now for definitely over 10 years, maybe even 12. Before Levi was born. So, yeah, over 12 years. Pre-baller. And, uh, pre <laughs> Pre-baller Levi, right? And, uh, but again, one of the reasons I wanted us to have this conversation is because um, God has created us for a purpose, and he needs us to be healthy. He needs us to be strong in order to fulfill his purpose through us. So how we steward our physical body matters. I'm going to close with these two verses of Scripture. First one is Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16. Uh, this is God speaking uh, this promise. And he says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. These are such incredible promises for those who put their love and their affection on God. It says, because you have set your love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name. You will call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and I will honor you. And here's the last one. With what? Long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. And so God wants us to experience longevity in our natural lives. In fact, it says with long life, I will satisfy him. I really believe, man, that means that if you ain't satisfied, you ain't going nowhere. Come on, somebody. Live a full 
and long life. Here's the last thing I'm going to say. Uh, and here's a, here's a picture of what that looks like. Joshua chapter 14, verses 10 through 12 from the New Living Translation. These are the words of Caleb to the nation of Israel. And I love it. And this is Caleb speaking at a ripe old age. He says, now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise, even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Notice what he said next. Today, I am 85 years old. Let me put that in perspective. When Caleb was making this speech, he and my dad were the same age. Actually, my dad is a year older now. But he's 85 years old. When most of us are thinking about, well, most people have already retired. They've already been retired a good long time. But notice at 85 years old, what Caleb is saying. Verse 11 says, I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. This is somebody who's 85 years old, who was one of the spies who was sent into Canaan. And at 85 years old, he's saying, God has sustained me these 45 years. And my strength is as great as it was 45 years ago. You know why? He stewarded his physical body well. And the reason he stewarded his physical body well was because God still had a work for him to do. Are y'all with me? Because the truth is, God doesn't just want us to limp across the finish line. He wants us to run our race with endurance and with perseverance. And the way we do that is by managing our physical bodies well. Here's how he closes. In verse 12, he says, So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. He says, I'm 85 years old, but there's the promise of God that I still haven't experienced yet. And at 85 years old, I'm not going to give up on the promise just because I'm older. I still want everything that God promised me. So give me what belongs to me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living in the great walled towns. But if the Lord is with us, and if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land. So he said 45 years ago, God showed us this land of promise. And at 85, I'm going to go in and take what God has promised me. Why is it important for us to be good stewards of our physical bodies? It's because of the work that God has called us to do and called us to finish strong so that we can fight the good fight of faith and finish our course with joy. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to look to your word and discover what your word has to say about living life and living it more abundantly. Lord, so often we think of it only in spiritual terms. But God, for everyone in this room and everyone who will hear this message, your desire is to preserve us spirit, soul, and body. So Father, help us to do the things in the natural, the practical things that will ensure that these physical bodies are strong and healthy 
so that you can abide in these temples. That's so that you can make these bodies your tabernacle so that your will can be accomplished in the earth so that we won't be sluggish or slow or in pain or bodies racked with disease but that God will be able to wax strong as Caleb was strong and you showed yourself strong on his behalf and at 85 years he says I am as strong now as I was then give me this mountain give me everything that rightfully belongs to me Father that's our prayer tonight and we ask that you would do it in this place in Jesus name and everyone said Amen and amen. One more time, let's show our love for Dr. Trevin Fougier. We appreciate you guys being with us. We're going to continue this series of messages uh, over the next couple weeks, and uh, we're going to talk about what it looks like to have a healthy spirit. Why don't you stand with us? Let me declare this blessing over you that's lifted from Numbers. Chapter number 6, verses 24 through 26. Number 6, 24 through 26. Put those hands up. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We'll see you right here next week. If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give and the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.